welcome to the Port of Call podcast. I'm Joe Brown, CEO of Portside Advertising, along with my co-host, Angelo DiPaola of EXP Realty, The Coastal Connection. Uh, today's business spotlight is Cactus Cantina, who has six locations plus one more planned here on the Gulf Coast. And we're with owners Bobby Wade, uh, District Manager Ryan Rhodes, and Brandon Holloway. Guys, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Today we're discussing how they're managing the restaurant through the stay-at-home orders based on the COVID-19 pandemic and how they're preparing for the future. Guys, first off, what are you doing to keep your business running? Yeah, I mean, recently we started doing a, a curbside pickup. As soon as we got uh, the letter from the state saying that we're going to have to shut down, we immediately implemented that. And we also um, took our employees and got our work and comp change where they could do delivery. So we're also doing deliveries now, which we've never done before. Um, the, I mean, obviously the takeout is the only thing we got going because we can't dine in right now. We're also fortunate enough to, uh, I mean, now we can sell margaritas to go by the gallon which is something that obviously we've never, ever been able to do. But it has helped out a little bit. So, Bobby, you, you've got your employees, and it sounds like you guys have implemented some things to keep them employed. I mean, like the service, the hospitality restaurant service industry has just been hit, and I, I found it pretty unique or even kind of amazing that, like, that you went that route where a lot of people just said, hey, good luck, go plot for unemployment, we know that that's not been an easy thing right now because the unemployment offices have been overrun. Yeah, we went above. I mean, we've had employees that's been with us since day one. We have a lot that's been with us since day one. And, I mean, we've developed. I mean, we're, we're basically one big family here. And uh, so we had a meeting, and we, uh, you know, we let them know that we're going to be here for them as long as we can. And some of them, I mean, there's a, a few that, you know, said that, you know, they felt uncomfortable coming to work, and we, you know, we were okay with that. When, when they felt comfortable, they were welcome to come back. But for the most part, we haven't, I mean, we didn't have that many that, that you know, that went the unemployment route. Most of our staff still on. They've all been getting paid and, and making money through delivering. And, I mean, we our uh, locals and guests have been really, I mean, they've went above and beyond, and they've actually tipped way more than what, you know, uh, the normal was, which says a lot for our community. Uh, you know, they're behind us, we're behind them. So we were able to keep a lot of staff on, on payroll. And like I said, they, you know, they may not be making as much money as they were once making, but they're making enough to get by, which is at this, at this time, that's really all we can do. Do you plan on continuing to offer the delivery and whatever pickup was always available, but Going forward, do you do you foresee that delivery and curbside pickup being a, a model that you're going to follow going into the future? The curbside pickup is probably going to going to remain in you know for as long as, as the demand's there. The delivery will probably uh, scale back on that once uh, once we're able to open our dining rooms up. We'll probably uh, we'll probably stop delivery unless something changes between now and then. But as of right now. I mean, the, the curbside, we've always offered to-go orders. That's where people right. come inside the restaurant right. and pay. Right. Well, now we're getting a description of the car, so when they drive up, they don't have to get out of their car most of the time. We, we, we walk the food out to them. 
And so those delivery options right now are through Waiter at most of your stores, and then in Gulf Shores, it's Gulf to Go. And so you said earlier, uh, you know. Well, that's the delivery options. That's where somebody goes through Waiter, Gulf to Go, and they actually, uh, a driver for Waiter and Gulf to Go, come pick the food up and take to their house. The curbside service is through our employees. They actually, the customer pulls up to the, in the parking lot, and we actually take the food and, and take it to their car. Right. So they don't even have to get out of their car to, uh, to get their food. We felt like the less people that we have or less traffic we have coming in and out of the restaurant, the better it is for everybody. So, and there's times where waiter and Gulf to Go's drivers are so backed up and busy uh, that, you know, they can't get orders delivered to people in a timely manner. So they'll call the restaurant and we'll have our waiters and bartenders deliver to them. And it, it saves them a lot of money on fees and everything so uh that's been you know a small portion of the delivery also we'll we'll continue using those waiter and gulf to go just probably won't have our actual staff delivering once we're able to fully open back up would if the if the go ahead to open back up may 1st and this is this is speculation but if the go ahead to open back up may 1st was given do you feel prepared to open back up with your employees uh, and, and safe to allow consumers back in your restaurants? Of course. We, we could open tomorrow if we had to. We use an app called GroupMe to communicate with our staff. So we have message boards for each store, um, one that has all of the employees in it. Um, so we can send out the message saying, hey, you know, open it up tomorrow. Who wants to work? Um, and then, you know, the managers can make a schedule, you know, based off of that. Um, we've brought in uh, several new products. Um, Cisco Gulf Coast and Dade Paper have been phenomenal with offering us new products and, and better ways to keep everything clean and sanitized. Um, you know, when the grocery stores were getting bought out of Lysol wipes, we, we called Dade Paper and said, hey, what's an alternative that works better than a Lysol wipe that's not going to be out of stock for the next couple months. They started sending us chemical options that use the same chemicals, but in a stronger concentration um, and actual uh, sanitizers that can stay active on a surface after they've dried. So we can, you know, we the practices we've been using, we've been cleaning the door handles, the pens that the guests use to sign a credit card, the POS computer that the servers touch, um, any contact surface has been cleaned and we've been practicing that since before we even had to close. Um, but we do have these standalone sanitizer stations throughout the restaurant. Uh, we're taking a lot of steps and we'll keep those in place for a long time, long time after. I think this is going to be a new way of life for us. Right. So are, speaking of, you said new menu options, uh, are, are you having any issues or do you foresee any issues getting the actual food products you need to create your recipes right now? Is there a shortage of any of those or backup? No, or? We, no we haven't seen any issues uh, with our food products. Paper goods, uh, to-go supplies took a sharp increase uh, when this first started. To-go boxes that were uh, just over $17 a case went up to $25.70. Um, so, you know, they've taken an increase, but they're starting to come back down. What are you guys doing? I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, what you're doing on the customer side, but I felt like there's always, since we've all seen a slowdown in, in 
the small business community. Are you guys doing any capital improvements, anything in the restaurants to increase the oh. diners' experience as they come in? Oh, yeah. We've, uh, I mean, across all the restaurants, there's been something done at every one of them as far as maintenance and up, stuff that you uh, that we wanted to do but just couldn't justify shutting down for a couple of weeks to do it. Uh, I mean, we've re- refinished our tables. We've re- uh, redone all the floors. At Gold Shores, we've redone all the tables all the flooring, a lot of uh, improvements in the kitchen that, like I said, that we wanted to do for a long time, but just haven't been able to justify shutting down for several weeks to do it. You know, they've really turned out nice. They look good. Some of the stuff may not be visible to the actual customer, but their experience as far as uh, helping out in the kitchen and things like that on on food preparation and things, those have been done that they may not technically see, but should definitely benefit from. To kind of piggyback off of that, so you've got the capital improvements. Your vision of what it looks like for you guys in the restaurant industry as a whole, um, I know you can't speak for everybody, but what's that look like when we, when we have the opportunity to open back up? Well, I mean, we've been on a, a pretty rapid growth rate. We hope to continue that. We want to keep open restaurants. As far as what our vision really hasn't changed it is, it's been slowed down. And, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I was just talking to Ryan and Brandon before. So our business is probably down 60 to 70% if you, if you average throughout all the stores. So it's definitely, I mean, as far as, you know, capital and, and, and keeping the people uh, employed, it's, it's been a strain. But we were in a position that, we, you know, like I said, we were doing good. Everything was running really good before all this. So we're going to keep moving and, you know, try to keep our head above water. Once everything opens back up, I think it's going to be a little, it may be slow at first, but I think here in the next couple months, I think it's going to get back in the swing of things and, 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 and pick back up where we left off is what I'm hoping for. Do you foresee capacity limits changed for restaurants in the short term once it opens? Uh, Definitely. You know, we followed Florida's lead with that because of our two stores in Pensacola. When they made that call to go to 50% capacity, six feet between tables, we did that at our Alabama stores also. And we have those tables and remapped out the numbering and uh, stations and everything for when we reopen. And even if it's not mandated, that's how we'll reopen to keep everyone safe and to let everyone know that we're taking this seriously and, and, and their, you know, our guest safety and employee safety is important to us. Absolutely. What's the, you know, as we get to reopening, have you guys considered the advertising or the message out to the public from your end? I mean, I'm not sure what you guys were doing prior to and how that looks moving forward. Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing we're going to do is when, when a guest walks in our store, we want them to see and notice things that we've done to keep us safe and them safe, such as these uh, sanitizing stations. That's at the, at the interest of every restaurant, when the guest walks in, we want that to be available for them where they can stick their hand, don't have to touch nothing, stick their hand under something, sanitize their hand, and it's, it's for our employees also. Uh, so, that, I mean, that, that's something that, that we definitely want um, everybody to feel comfortable with. Bobby, this isn't a COVID-19 question or anything, but I'm just curious. Like, I always wonder where somebody, how somebody gets into an industry or business. How did you guys, what was the catalyst for starting Cactus Cantina? What was the thought process? Man, that's, I mean, it's, it, 
I wish I had a better answer, but everybody asked me that. I, I was in the insurance business out of college. I graduated in 2005 and went straight into the insurance business with my cousin. We done very well in insurance, and we were sitting around in 2010, I, I believe it was 2010, in, in Atlanta. And one of my best friends was in the uh, restaurant business, and he was doing pretty well with it. And I, I looked at my business partner, Michael, at the time and said, man, let's, let's open a little restaurant. And he told me I was crazy. We kind of hem-hauled around, and, and we opened the first restaurant in Atlanta thinking it was going to be more of a hobby, that it was just something for us to go do on weekends. We'll go work on weekends and just work part-time at it, and just it'd be a fun time. And we opened the doors to that restaurant. It was a smaller restaurant, and it exploded. We were on a wait for for months. Every every hour we were open, we were on a wait. And uh, it just took off. And, and it takes a special person to go in this kind of business. I mean, it's a, it's a lifestyle change. And it's something that I enjoy. Uh, a lot of people enjoy it. They both, I know both these guys enjoy it, uh, or they wouldn't do it. So there's not a great a great story, but I was an intern. I was bored with it. And I got a crazy idea one day to open a, a restaurant. It ended up happening about a year later, and, and here we are today. When you were talking about earlier, and, and you were talking about Ryan and Brandon and the family kind of atmosphere that you try to create, that you have created, really. Uh, I, I mean, just to let, let me and Brandon have been best friends since we were probably seven years old. We grew up together in Atlanta. I met Ryan probably five, five or six years ago. I mean, we're, we're all friends. I mean, this is a, truly a family business. So, you know, one of the things with, with that being said, one of the things that with COVID-19 is that probably at this time we really need that human connection more than ever. And really creating and keeping the culture is probably more important than almost anything that we can do to, as we get back to normal, to keep that momentum going how do you guys maintain the culture within your your company and, and keep the engagement where where it should be really yeah you know we we're fortunate that we have an industry that's uh, you know heavily populated with young people um, as uh, you know the season begins down here at the beach uh, we get a small influx of young people that are taking the summer off of college and coming down here to work. Um, we get uh, J-1 uh, students from other countries like the Dominican Republic and Jamaica. And, you know, our staff more than doubles at that time. So this time of year, you know, the shoulder seasons, we have our what we call our core staff. And they're the people Bobby was talking about that have been with us since, you know, day one in 2013 in this area. Um, and, you know, they, they set the tone for everyone. So the message that we put out and the way we treat our staff this time of year translates through, you know, hundreds of people by the end of the year. So, you know, it's really important for us to take care of our staff, communicate with them. Um, that fluid communication really keeps our people uh, happy with us and, uh, you know, loyal. So that, you know, ends up carrying us through the summer and we have our core staff that helps, you know, foster the, the new workers through the uh, systems and, and the operations. Um, so right now it's our, 
it's our important time of year to uh, to be hands on with our staff. Are there any new technologies that you guys are using in the restaurant industry that's helping uh, helping solve those those needs right now? Definitely, Restaurant Three Sixty Five is uh, an above platform system that uh, you know it, it covers our accounting system, scheduling, um, inventory, uh, cost controls, and through the scheduling system, it has you know messaging with the staff, uh, manager logs, task and to do list, um, stuff like that. So I think for any restaurant operator, um, and I've worked with several of these systems. Um, Restaurant 365 is really pushing us into the future as far as managing the, the nickels and dimes of the business and knowing where all the pennies are going and uh, helping us be more efficient and uh, thorough operators. Does it, does it provide any technology to help you communicate with your consumers? or is Not really. Not on the Restaurant 365. It's, it's more the nuts and bolts of the operation. Gotcha. So are there any technologies that y'all are using more now than ever to, to communicate with them and continue to do as much business as possible through the... We do. Yeah, I mean, we, we're on social media quite a bit. Uh, we have people that, that that's all they do is handle social media. Right. It's obviously this day and time's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, as far as advertising, we try to advertise several magazines, and we're in a lot of the flyers around the beach. But, I mean, as far as getting in touch with our guests, I guess really social media is the biggest thing we're using right now. Hey, Bobby, I know one of the things you guys offer uh, or offered before this was uh, catering services. What's a catering? What's a caterer look like moving forward? I, we use you for the Mobile Big Game Fishing Club, and I just was curious, what's that look like? What? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm going to let Ryan answer that. He's, he's in charge of our catering. Our catering program started about two years ago. Um, Bobby purchased us a van, got it wrapped. Um, the equipment to keep hot food hot and cold food cold on the way to and holding during an event. Um, catering was doing real well for us. It was our fastest growing segment of the business until this happened. There's not large groups meeting right now. Um, there's opportunities to feed essential workers, but we've shifted more from large pans of food that, you know, you put one or two spoons in and people serve themselves to individually packed box lunches that have the same components in them, but, um, you know, people aren't touching the same spoon or anything. Everyone has their own individually packed lunch. Um, catering's been real slow right now. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people trying to do it. Um, more than ever because everyone's dining rooms are shut down. Um, but, you know, the pie's gotten smaller also, so it's been challenging. But we, we're looking forward to it making a strong comeback once once we open back up. I think moving forward, it will you'll definitely see a lot more of the individual boxes versus maybe just the family-style um, containers of going to places where it'll keep less people touching things. What about the food trucks? Do you guys have? Do you guys do food trucks and? No, we 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 kicked it around in the past, but we were yeah we we don't do any kind of food truck service. I think food trucks are going to do really well there. I I could, I could see that you know food trucks pulling up behind large businesses and uh, even though you know mass gathering events 
probably won't be a big thing for a while, but I think food trucks are going to do really well with uh, essential businesses. Right. Bobby, you guys were talking, you know, earlier you were talking about expansion and you have a new location coming. Can you share with us that location and kind of like what you think on the expansion front? I mean, we've all been put on this pause, but you've got, you have really, you had really good momentum and that's kind of been the tough, for me personally, it's like every win is tempered with, with, a, with a bit of a loss. But as you look at to expansion momentum, like where do you, where do you want to go with your business? Our business plan right now we're we're trying to open uh, an average of two stores a year. Uh, we've uh, we've been under contract on a building in Foley on the north side of Foley in Alabama, and we're also looking at uh, uh, another location in Pensacola over there on uh, towards Nine Mile Road. Um, but our next location is, is still planned on being in Foley. And uh, like I said, I'm under contract on a building. Uh, it's probably going to be pushed back a couple months just due to all this. But we're, uh, you know, we're planning on still moving forward with it and making it happen as long as everything works out. Anything else you guys want to touch on? I'd like to do something about thanking the, uh, thanking all our guests and and uh, patrons that came in and showed support, and they've been uh, very, you know, uh, gracious to okay. our staff and us as a business. Local community definitely been behind us a lot. I mean, I, I tell you, for me personally, I feel blessed and lucky to be in a position where I can still enjoy our local restaurants. And it's been, I'm on, I've become a fifty percent tipper. Like for people, I mean, it, it is crazy right now. I mean, it, it's been kind of a silver lining to see how people have come together. Uh, it over definitely this, is. Even even when people, you know, everybody's got their own beliefs and. and and political guidance on what they believe in and what's right and wrong. But at the end of the day, both sides have uh, showed support towards us and treated us as good as we can expect to be treated from anybody. And, uh, I mean, we really appreciate them people, everybody. And, you know, we hope that uh, I feel confident in the near future we'll be over this and back up and running and everybody's going you know, pick back up where we left off. Right. Well, guys, I can tell you what, everybody certainly is ready for uh, for your restaurants to be wide open and, and get back to normal, I can assure you. But if people are ready right now to get some great Mexican food, whether they're looking to pick it up curbside or a restaurant or have your restaurant deliver it, what are the best options for them to, to get it? from you fast, check out your menus, get it ordered, get it delivered, ordered, whatever. Where? What should they our do? Web, our website is mycactuscantina.com. Our menus, uh, current menus, catering offerings are all on that website. And at the bottom, there's a list of locations with the phone number to each location. So that would be the best way to uh, find the location closest to them and uh, call and place an order. Gotcha. We're also on Facebook. Each of our locations has their own Facebook page. And I believe our menu and I know our phone numbers and addresses are on the Facebook pages also. So Facebook, uh, your website, I'm sure if you Google Cactus Cantina in your area, you know, put your city, that uh, they'll pop up. I mean, that's to me the easiest way. Just give them a call. Like, and literally, uh, 
I think I've been like my stomach's growling just thinking about it. I hadn't eaten any breakfast, <laughs> and uh, one of those cactus cantina margaritas is sounding pretty good this afternoon as well. Oh yeah. Well, guys, it's been great talking to you. Hope hopefully you'll uh, be able to open soon. I know we're all looking for it. Bobby Wade, Brandon Holloway, Ryan Rhodes. Great talking to you. We look forward to talking to you again, Angelo. Thank you. Thanks for thank being here. Awesome. And as always, thank you, uh, everyone out there listening to the Portocall podcast. Be sure to give us a follow wherever you get your podcast and uh, give us your feedback and comments. Look forward to talking to you again on the Portocall. <laughs>